0: First off, happy Valentine's Day. I don't know what you guys have planned. Hopefully it's something good, but honestly, don't put too much expectation on it. It's overrated. (laughs) It's a hallmark holiday. Hopefully your partner's making you feel loved every day, not just on this stupid specific day. It's not stupid, but we just put so much emphasis, especially as women on this day. And we feel like if we don't have someone that we're not good enough and you know, we're seeing everyone posts on instagram on how loved they are and how lo- on unloved we are oh, f- f- by the way excuse my french fuck them all right you're loved and as long as you love yourself that's all that matters go buy yourself i can buy myself flowers go buy yourself flowers all right buy yourself some chocolates do whatever makes you happy you don't need anyone to make you happy um i know we're not really doing anything by not really we're not doing anything <laughs> um and just remember it, it's it's a hallmark holiday. Don't put too much, don't put too much emphasis on it. It's like New Year's. Okay. Everyone's all, uh, you, you, you get, we get crazy. Ladies don't get crazy. Okay. It's just another day. So just here to tell you that. But if you do have some fabulous plans, let me know. (laughs) love to hear how it goes. love everybody this is Humble and Hungry and I'm your friend Natalie Poucher welcome back oh my goodness (laughs) what a week so let's just sort of get into it Uh, if you've been following along on Instagram you know that Riley is in Oaxaca so he is but it's gonna be a solo episode this week by the way (laughs) You're welcome. Um, and actually next week... So I have... So Riley gets home tomorrow. Um, and I'm going to record with him. I'm going to do a full-blown Oaxaca breakdown. Because I'm need. i sure he has so many stories. And we chat here and there. But the guy's got like stories for days. Um, and then I have uh, Susan Allen the Medium coming back to do a full-blown reading. And I'm doing that next week. So it'll be good stuff to come. But today, just me. All right. So Riley is in Oaxaca, Mexico, and he is there because, so they're opening up a hotel in Arizona. I won't get into like the details of it, um, cause it's still sort of all happening in real time, but they're opening up a hotel and, um, you know, he develops all food and beverage concepts and, you know, everything from the music that they're playing to the vibe to, uh, the menu and staff and what they're wearing. I mean, everything the guy does, you know, does everything. So, <clears throat> so for Sedona, um, Riley's, uh, partner, boss, whatever said, we should do a Mexican, uh, restaurant. And he's like, you don't have to tell me twice and so the reason why they went to Oaxaca in the first place was because basically the the elevation and uh just the whole landscape of where they're building is similar to Oaxaca and so he said you know if we really want to sort of do this right we got to go and you know visit and eat the food and talk to the people and learn the culture and and really just like immerse ourselves into um into this culture and so it is him and his boss slash partner um, and then the their designer and then basically like a translator chick um that sort of helped plan the trip and everything and, and speak Spanish so it's four of them um and they went for a week so he left last Friday comes back this Friday and The guy is having the time of his life, let me just tell you. Um, uh, I guess he has so many more pictures and and things. Like I was telling you, he has so many stories and just everything that he's learned. But it's funny, you know, he's he's like, wow, like I feel like I understand you a little bit more now. Just, you know, for us, we were, you know, born and raised here. But our blood and our culture has always been you know, this sort of Latin, Hispanic, whatever, uh, upbringing. And so it is a lot of music and, and we're loud and we're passionate and, you know, we love hard, um, and we love the food and we, you know, everything, everything that encompasses our culture. And so, um, you know, and we're all involved in each other's lives and like it's just a lot sometimes, you know, for for the average wet man. Um and so I think being there and really being immersed and honestly not even being with me, just like going solo, I think you just had that much more appreciation for us. And that's that, you know, we're not from Oaxaca, but there's still this sort of underlying uh, similarity right within these cultures and it's not even just with latinos it's also um you know with middle eastern's and all these other countries and and, and ethnicities that that sort of have this sort of passion not not to say that americans don't because they do but um just it's just a little different right and so he um he just really appreciated the people and how humble they were and how hardworking they were and so it was it was it's been really nice to sort of see him have that have that moment of like wow just so great and so um so then he <laughs> so he's basically out there I'm here holding down the fort with Miss P thank goodness I have Roberta my mother-in-law here with me because Piper's been waking up at like about crack of dawn like Roberta likes to say, before the chickens get up, uh, and, you know, she will jump out of her crib, because, yeah, she's still in her crib. I don't know how we've been managing, but she's still in her crib, and uh, she'll get out, and she'll go to uh, Nana's room first. <laughs> Poor Nana. But I hear her jump, because our rooms are very close to each other. <clears throat> There's, like, three rooms upstairs, and so I hear I hear the the thump, and then I hear the the steps and then I hear a door slam and then I know that she's in her room, right? So I'm like, oh man, poor Nana, she's getting woken up. And then sometimes she'll leave Nana's room, close the door, come into mine, shut the door and then she'll get in our bed and, you know, she'll want to talk and hang out and ask us to, you know, to either take a bath or go to the park, go play or whatever. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Still have this stupid cough. Um So that's been happening so she gets up super freaking early and um and then it's it's just, well, let's go. <clears throat> and so um it's it's just been very early mornings and we're exhausted and not really sleeping and I don't know why her, both her and I are not able to sleep. And so it's just been very tired long days um, and someone asked me like how do you not resent him like when he goes on these trips and you know what the truth is is that we talked a little bit about this on the other episode with um, the marriage therapist but I think for me it's it's this thing where you know first I knew what I was I was getting myself into right I knew he was working long hours I knew that his job always came first granted now you know his family comes first and then his job but I knew that his Job was always going to be a priority, and that he always gave one hundred and ten percent, and that you know what, sometimes he was going to miss holidays and birthdays and whatnot, but it was almost like sort of like for the greater good because then that sort of gives him that financial freedom in the long run to be able to do the things that we want to do, right? So I always knew, and and his passion for it, like he's not a half asser, he's gonna, you know, he he he's a leader, so he's gonna go in and you know it's just, it's a very, it's a very, very strenuous job. And so, um, I, I just, I knew that going into it, uh, and granted when him and I met, I was also the same way. I was working nonstop. I, you know, at two in the morning answering emails, I was go, go, go. And if it was like, Hey, we got to go to New York or, Hey, we got to go here. What I was always going, you know? Um, and so I think that that work ethic really sort of bonded us in the beginning And then obviously that all shifted and and changed once I became a mom, you know, but, um, but I knew that he was always going to be this way. And so, uh, part of it is, you know, going sort of on these trips and doing these things. And, um, sometimes I get to go, sometimes I don't. And that's sort of just part of it. But the reason I think why I don't resent him is yes, A, I knew what I was getting myself into, but B is, um, this idea of, like I was saying, it goes back to that conversation with the marriage therapist. But I think that, you know, we're separate humans, obviously, duh. But we have separate and and different dreams, right? He has this, he has his own dreams. And, you know, the man has a list of things that he wants to accomplish before he dies. And as do I. And so I think being together, doesn't mean that you have to, you know, want those dreams right he he can have those dreams but I I'm here to support it right and if at the end of the day I can I can say hey did I do everything in my power to help you achieve your dreams and vice versa I think that that is is going to get us through the hard times that's going to get us you know that's going to help us make it to the end is putting each other first and constantly being like, are you happy? Are you good? Are you, you know, doing what you want? If I was sitting here bitching and nagging and, you know, making him feel bad and constantly, you know, asking him questions and well, what are you doing and who are you, you know, if I was just doing that the entire time, that's going to, that's going to eventually you know, affect him. It's going to help have him resent me and just so many things. And honestly, the last thing is that I trust him. I trust him immensely. And so the fact that, you know, I mentally was preparing myself, the fact that I I actually want to, you know, support him and his dreams and the fact that I can, I can trust him are all reasons why I will. I just, I don't resent it. I don't resent him being gone. Um, Do I miss him? And do I, you know, joke with him and, you know, do all that? Yes. But ultimately at the end of the day, I know that, you know, he's truly in, and insanely happy. I know that his, you know, his his juices are flowing and, you know, the, the, the wheels are spinning and he is about to come back and create some magic. And for that, I'm like, you know what, this is all so worth it. But I will say it's getting a little harder and harder on P because, She's getting older. She's realizing that he's gone. She's, you know, when she was younger, it's funny, you think as a parent, like, oh, you don't want to leave them when they're babies. And I was always told this. Uh, but it's like, yeah, leave them when they're babies because they really don't know the difference. It's when they're older that they realize, oh, you're gone. So she's getting a little bit, I think if anything, she's getting a little resentful and like he'll FaceTime and she's like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> And I'm like, just talk to him. And then, you know, he says, I have a surprise for you. And then she's like, huh? So, and then, you know, warming her up back to the fact that, you know, he will be home. We created a calendar and I'm showing her, I basically highlight the day that he's back and I'm showing her, you know, we're Xing the days until he's home. So every day she'll just write an X on the day or draw her little things or whatever. Um, so she understands that, Oh, two more days, three more days, whatever, one more day. Uh, so that's, that's been a little bit helpful for anyone that's struggling with, um, you know, parents being gone for a while that that's definitely helped. So that's what's happening. Oh. And then the last thing about this is that then he wrote me and he, this guy wants to have a wedding in Oaxaca. So he sent me this, um, he sent me this photographer that's basically been following along with them on their whole journey. They're, they're documenting the whole thing for just to have for, you know, either marketing, social media purposes, you know, right now content is king. And I think moving forward, and if you have a business, this really is the future of everything that we do. And so they weren't originally going to have anyone. I'm like, wait, why are you not documenting this? So he's like, You're right, we need to do we need to do that. So they ended up hiring somebody there in Oaxaca that that, um is local and, you know, for super inexpensive and is gonna basically follow them and has been following them, um, throughout certain days at like the distillery and, you know, going through the town and and sort of seeing Oaxaca through their eyes that way when they do open this hotel whether it's on the screens of sort of behind the scenes of them so hopefully they'll be able to have some of this footage on a loop in the hotel or or for the social media you know for social media purposes or whatever it is to really be able to have this footage of like wow like this is how it was created sort of the um what's the word from its inception right so anyway so he so he has this guy there who's I guess super talented his name is I'm going to show you I'm going to share it with you guys pots.wed w-e-d pots.wed on Instagram and if you guys go to it I mean some of these shots that he has in Oaxaca and some of these weddings that he's done it looks insane and just to get an idea of like how beautiful this place is. So so he basically <clears throat> messages me and he goes, This is our photographer, but what about a wedding here? He goes, In Oaxaca. <laughs> I'm thinking, I know where you are, dear. <laughs> um and he says, Um, you know, we can come stay. So and then he also threw a whole wrench and he's like, Hey, he threw a wrench and and he says, Hey, I think we're gonna have to come stay here for about a month. And I'm like, What? like what we did in Hawaii and how bad shit crazy that was um but I think now that Piper's a little older it'll be a whole different ball game and then the fact that it's in Mexico and I think it'd be a lot different so uh so so first of all he says I think we're coming out here for a month to stay and I'm like oh my god okay I'm in and then he says a few days later he goes what about a wedding here And I thought, I mean, I'm down, right? And he goes, really? He goes, I'm not kidding. I said, well, I've never been there. So I'm just going by like the love and passion that you have for this place. But I mean, I trust you. Uh, And then I start to think about it and I'm like, you know, how important is a venue? Obviously, I'd have to go and see it. And if we are gonna spend a month there, then I'll hopefully fall in love with it. Then I was thinking like, how much does a menu a venue actually mean I I feel like it means a lot right like is there a story what's what what made you guys pick it you know because I mean we've fallen in love with a place in Napa a place in France I mean we've had so many places where we're like oh this could be it you know um but Oaxaca definitely could be a place that would make sense for all my family to go and um so we'll see I don't know Maybe we do go. Maybe we just do a little spontaneous, beautiful, intimate wedding there. Um, that could definitely be in our future. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Also, another trip that's coming up is we're going to Yellowstone. So Riley's brother um, and his wife and his two kids, they're, they were going to plan a trip there anyways. <clears throat> and so they were like, hey, do you guys want to come? And I thought, oh boy, here we go. I have not personally watched Yellowstone. I know. I'm like the only person on this earth that has not done that. But uh, everyone else has seen it. And they said it's beautiful. And so we put on a little uh, documentary on Disney. And we started looking at it and started going down the rabbit hole of Google and and looking at places in, in Yellowstone and it does look actually beautiful and I posted about this um, a couple weeks ago and you guys were all like oh my god it's amazing you're gonna love it but also it's a lot of driving and I'm like yikes like what do you do with a kid a three-year-old in a car all day every day so here's the itinerary that I was sent and I don't know if this is it's gonna make and I'll post this if or I can send it to you guys if you want um, but this is sort of a a rough draft of a really good plan if you're going to be driving so i think our uh our plan so far is we're drive or we're flying in to bozeman and the reason why we're flying into bozeman instead of um because there's like a little a little airport there in yellowstone but if you fly into yellowstone airport uh, there's not many well there is no rental cars is what we found out at the airport so we thought you know what let's fly to Bozeman and we can get a rental car and I think it's only about an hour and some drive down into Yellowstone and then from there we basically have everything planned out like this so we have one night in Old Faithful, at the Old Faithful Inn, two nights at the Canyon Lodge, and then one night in a teepee, which would be very interesting with Piper. My main thing with all of this, look, I'm, I was not raised, I, I, we weren't raised camping or exploring or, you know, going out into the wilderness. We just weren't. That was not our upbringing. And um, now that I've been with Riley, I've definitely learned way more about just, you know, Mother Earth. <laughs> mother earth in general. We are I am very much a just in a hotel and maybe lounging by a pool or something but even then we really just didn't travel as much growing up. So um I'm learning a lot being with this man. So my worry was a we don't do well on trips with Piper, but I'm hoping that now that she's a little bit older it'll be okay. Um it's more like the sleep situation, like I don't know how that's going to go. Um, what if she gets sick is there like a hospital in your like because you know now I, I have that trauma so uh so what I'm hearing is you basically just drive around all day and you park your car and then you go basically walk on hikes and you go explore um so let me give you the the, the rundown day one it's Lamar Valley Tower Fall um Mammoth Hot Springs Norris Geyser Basin artist paint pots fire hole river swimming area i guess these are all places that like are in the same like vicinity that you can sort of drive around and then you know so you can sort of pick and choose where you stop or what you just drive past or whatever day two is grand prismatic spring grand prismatic spring overlook old faithful old faithful inn morning glory pool that what's that lone that sounds like something sexual lone star gazer i don't know this is none of this is none of this i i know so i'm just saying this alone for you guys to see day three is the west thumb gazer basin elephant back mountain Trailhead, mud volcano hayden valley art artist point point sublime and then day four is grand i'm gonna say this wrong tetan Teton. Cut I'm an idiot. Uh, National Park, Mount Washburn, Boiling River, Hot Springs. So those are this is what we were sent as like a great uh sort of itinerary for this trip. I am totally open to hear what you guys have to say, but we're going with another couple, which I'm sure they know this area way more than we do. Riley grew up doing a lot of this. I think he's been Yellowstone a few times when he was growing up. So um and he's excited to take Piper. He's like, "If you don't want to go, I'll take her by myself." And I'm like, "You know? <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad." No, but I'm I am excited. Like, had it just been me and Riley, oh, I would have been down to like hike all day, but I'm just thinking, "How are you going to hike with a 3-year-old? You putting her like on your back? Do I need a a, a backpack for this kid? Like I'm not going to bring a stroller through the hike. I, or do you? Guys, I need help with this. I don't know his brother was like I'll carry her and I think that they do have backpacks for like bigger toddlers so I'm thinking we'll just do something like that to to holster her in and carry her around but like I don't know how I don't know with Riley's back and everything it just sounds I don't know it sounds like a, a big friggin' headache but they it does look beautiful I'm looking at photos now it looks gorgeous so that's happening end of May I'm hoping that you know the roads aren't too crazy. I guess it gets really, really crazy during the, the summertime. So hoping we, cause I, and I think the reason why it was a little bit cheaper is because I think that the, the snow is melting and it, you know, it's starting to transition over, but I heard we're going to see a lot of buffalo and, and deer and whatnot. So I'm excited about that. you guys want to save money on food this year every plate is America's best value meal kit and the ultimate hack to do just that meals are 25% cheaper than grocery shopping so you can count on great value week after week plus only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients plus Uh, If you put the money that you save on groceries towards achieving and maintaining new fun resolutions, you're going to be so, so happy. You can customize every plate meals to your liking with options to swap proteins and sides or add a protein to your veggie dishes each week. You do you. So start the year off on the right bite with every plate's newest meal Preference. Nutrish and delish. Featuring meals around 650 calories or less. Each wholesome, satisfying dish helps you stay on track with your goals without all the guesswork. Leave the calorie counting to us and dig into delicious lettuce wraps, rice bowls, and so much more. I know for me... The grocery store is becoming incredibly painful because you walk around and everything is costing so much money and you're trying to figure out like, well, what can I, what what will A, what will my kids eat? What will my insanely picky uh, chef fiance eat? And how do I not pay a fortune every single week? Um, and I found the solution. So it's every plate. The meals are so good. And I love that when you break it down, it's $1.49 per meal. You're never going to get that at the grocery store. Can you believe that? That is up to 110 dollar value you guys so do not miss this get a dollar 49 off per meal by going to everyplate.com/podcast and entering the code humble149 get started with every plate for just a dollar 49 per meal by going to everyplate.com/podcast and entering the code humble149 you guys will not be disappointed you're welcome What else is happening? Um, I got a little plunge, a little plunge, cold plunge tin. <laughs> so the other day and I posted on my stories, this the the man is, Riley's been dying for a cold plunge. And honestly, I'm, I'm actually really into this as well. We've been doing the cold showers, but it's really not enough. We want to like submerge ourselves. And so they're like $2,000. And I feel like what is happening is that we're falling into the peloton circa 2020 when everyone and their mother was getting a peloton and so the prices were like two plus thousand dollars for a peloton which i made riley buy and i've only ridden it twice which by the way i'm selling it if you guys want it i'll I'll sell it for like a 1200 bucks or a thousand bucks whatever i can get for it um because i'm i i never go on it so if you guys want it dm me 1200 bucks uh and it's yours if you're in the area just come and pick it up we can hang out grab a cocktail (laughs) but I'm serious dm me and I'll and it's it's for sale and it's not that it's not good by the way I'm just not a, a bike person I don't have it in me I need I need to like go to a class you can't you couldn't pay me to get on that bike and Riley with Riley's back he can't get on the bike either so it's really just sitting there collecting dust in my garage um but it's in great shape. We, so because of his back issues, he's, he's getting it back. He's going to a chiropractor. He's going to therapy. He's doing all the things, um, going, he's going to slowly get back into Pilates. Cause that's, I think initially what, what was helping him. And then he stopped going to Pilates because of how crazy work was. And they basically figured out what the problem was and his, his, and it was basically his, his, the bottom of his foot. Um, He was, he was getting very flat footed on one foot and then it was sort of causing a ripple effect into his leg and into his, you know, his stance and then into his back. So it's just sort of a trickle effect, but he's getting better, but cold plunge is supposed to be really, really helpful for this. And so, um, it's, and it's all the craze right now that and like saunas and, and red light therapy and all that. So we don't want to get sucked into like the the $2,000, um, cold plunges. So I was like, how can we do this for super cheap? So I went to Home Depot and they have these like planter bins. Okay. And they're like, they're like tin, like almost like a tin. Um, I got them from, um, they're, they're Balin Country Planters. So if you're in this area, just go to Home Depot. They're about 120, 130 bucks. They have different sizes. I got a lo- like a longer one. I mean, I can fit in them personally, but Riley can't. So, <laughs> um, so I I got a longer one, and I'm basically gonna fill it up with just hose water. I have two fridges, so I make a lot of ice. So I'm just gonna throw a little bit of ice in there because it's gonna go a long way. It's very cold in the mornings here, anyways. So. And by the way, on the side of these bins or the tins or whatever, they have a, a a plug to to get rid of the water. So it's you don't have to like, you know, physically go and, and, and pour it over. So you just take the plug out, put fresh water in there. You know, you can cover it with a tarp or whatever. But honestly, this is such an easy way to get a cold plunge. And everyone from <laughs> everyone from like the South is like, oh, we do. This is what we use for our pools. I'm like, that's By the way, genius. Um, Anyways, so that's what we're doing for a cold plunge. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll post it on Instagram when we do our first plunge. But uh, everyone was like, you know, it's gonna cost a lot of money for the ice. But honestly, we make a lot of ice anyways. And I don't think it's gonna take that much ice to get it to be freezing freaking cold. Um, And then the last thing is acupuncture. So I'm going to acupuncture to hopefully help with conceiving, um, I heard it's helped so many women and I thought, you know what? What the hell? I'm I'm doing all these things and you know, I had a moment of like I'm spending I I was, I was spending a hundred dollars a shot for the semi glutide, right, to lose weight. And it's like I need to stop I, I need to refocus. I need to refocus because I'm only focusing on what I look like and not what my insides look like. You know what I mean? I'm focusing on the outer, I need to focus on the inner. Um, so I went to this acupuncturist his name is Dr. Fu he's in uh he's in Irvine and he he doesn't accept insurance which I guess is the only downfall but it's a hundred dollars per session um and you do a whole sort of um slew of answer a whole slew of questions but once you sit with him here are a few questions that he was asking me um do you have PMS? Like, do you go through the mood swings? Do you, um, have major period cramps? Are, are you emotional? All these things. What color is your period blood? How long does your period last? Like, is it super red the first two days and then it, and then it gets lighter? Is it dark? Is it bright red? Whatever. Um, how many days in between periods, uh, are you, you know, are you getting your period? Um, do you feel tired? And then the last question is, um, he wanted to see my tongue and he wanted to check my pulse. So he basically is saying, and what he was, and, and after doing a lot of research on it, cause it was kind of hard to understand. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so the tongue thing, which I found very fascinating. So one of the principles. Uh, and methods of traditional Chinese medicine is the inspection of the tongue so this method basically involves examining the shape the size the color texture of the tongue and body the coat and it basically helps uh, reveal the state of organ functions and progression of conditions so there if you just do a quick google search you're going to see like the tongue and 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 what it means so if you like look, look at your tongue and then you look at like this like di- you know like a diaphragm not a diaphragm is a diaphragm <laughs> whatever uh photos of all these different tongues they'll basically break down what each one means and what it could mean with you know in 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 correlation to your health uh which is so incredibly fascinating um, the pulse. I actually I don't remember the, what the pulse meant. I don't actually think I even looked it up, and I don't think he examined it. But what he did say was that doing acupuncture along with the like the herbal the herbal teas that he gives you, it's like 50 It goes it goes hand in hand. If you if you're doing acupuncture, you got to do the teas, is what he's telling me. I don't know. I'm just telling you what he's told me. Uh, and and that essentially is what helps. Basically, it it keeps like the flow going and it's supposed to help with just like the energies down in your, in your women parts. I don't know guys. I, look, some people think it's bullshit. Some people swear by it, but it's supposed to really help the organ function and he's gotten a lot of women pregnant. So I thought, you know what? Might as well, might as freaking well. They poke you a little bit on the bottom part of your, um, of your belly and then a couple on your legs depending on I think the day to be honest with you um but it's not a lot of pricks it does not hurt at all um he added infrared on over my belly and I guess adding infrared helps sort of reinforce the efforts of acupuncture helps like compounding the expansion of like the tiny blood cells and increasing microcirculation to help ease pain and relieve inflammation because I asked him like well how do you know if this actually is helping or it's if if I'm if I have any progress and he said that basically we'll know by like reduced period cramps by my tongue by the pulse and all of those other things he'll be able to notice if this is actually helping me or not so I am going to um, keep you guys posted on that he wants to see me twice a week Um, and he didn't say for how long I think he just wants to wants to sort of see my progression each week and then see how I go so and see how I do so I definitely am going to um you know give it a try it does not help also a lot of you guys were sending me messages about Sydney Ray she is Jesse James Decker's sister and she's been trying to get pregnant for a while she ended up having so she had her first child and then adopted her second baby and I guess could not get pregnant couldn't get pregnant and then finally got pregnant and it was because um so so she was told that um um I'm gonna just read you what she wrote uh this summer we went to lunch with some of Anthony's friend, her husband. Um, The wife and I ended up on the topic of infertility and she told me how they had struggled to get pregnant and started to tell me about a bacteria called ureaplasma. Um, and how it can cause infertility. I immediately emailed my OBGYN's office and asked to be tested. I had zero symptoms for it, but I did have some of the side effects. Uh, Having a preemie, a preemie with lung issue, endometriosis, and infertility. So I got tested and I was positive. Anthony and I both took an antibiotic. First round didn't clear it, so we did a second round of antibiotics and finally my test came back negative. After I got the negative test, um, I wanted to be realistic. Time had passed. I didn't cry over not being able to get pregnant anymore. And now I was fearful of my new hope. Um, we went to a fertility office to make sure nothing else could possibly be causing my infertility. Everything was great. Nothing was wrong. They told me, nope. Um, Ureoplasma doesn't doesn't cause infertility. That's not it. And a, um, a great next step is IVF. And so I got in the car and I felt so defeated and i and frustrated, I had so much hope that um, ureaplasma was what was causing my infertility, and I now knew two women who had gotten pregnant a few months after being clear of this. But doctors sort of smashed my hope. We decided to still track my ovarian for the third month of being clear of ureaplasma, and then finally, after four years of unexplained secondary infertility, I got a positive test, and I'm now pregnant. Um, so it sounds like, you know, and, and what do they always say, right? Like always get a second opinion, always get a second opinion. Uh, it's just so important that, you know, we are our own advocates and that we get answers and listen to your body, listen to your intuition. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go and definitely get checked for it and see, uh, because you just never know there's just so many things out there that could be causing it you know it's endless and it can be incredibly defeating and freaking stressful like I was ovulating during the time that he was in Oaxaca so this month is sort of a wash but I feel like if anything it's not a wash it just is giving me time to sort of you know maybe get these things checked out so anyways if you're struggling like I am uh, maybe go check that out ask your OPGYN have them have them test you for it 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 doesn't hurt so all right guys love you all thank you thank you thank you for being here another week um please make sure to go subscribe rate review uh give me a little five star that's how we keep this podcast going rocking and rolling i love you all remember stay humble stay hungry and i will see you all next week